Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. I'm Tracy Morgan. Of course, always a great time to have you here as we talk to great professionals in and around our area. Today is our day with the VNA. And with us is Bill Chengaway. We've talked to him many times. Hi, Bill. How are you doing today? Going well, Tracy. You? Good. Virtually. Well, not virtually. I guess we're just over the phone. Huh? <laughs> I usually get to see you in person. Just like Joe Namath says on TV, like you, I'm staying safe at home. There you go. There you go. Well, I'm glad we could do this. I'm glad you could join me. I know we have a lot to talk about for the VNA. And folks, if you want to listen to us and you have to leave, we're going to have this on our website. So it's the podcast of the day. You just go WISR680.com. You pick programs, let's talk, and then look for the VNA. But the first thing I wanted to ask you, Bill, is is how's your staff doing? You know, your healthcare workers, you're on that front line, and uh, you have a lot of support staff with you as well. Absolutely, and I can't say enough good things about those folks. Uh, as you would guess, they are worked to the maximum, trying to take care of as many people as they can in their homes. And quite frankly, it gets a little stressful for them, I believe, Uh while I have maybe the easier job, I'm doing some of the uh, liaison work and behind-the-scenes stuff. They're, all like, as you said, on the front lines, and they're the ones that are actually keeping people safe, vital, and and healthy in their homes. And I can't say enough, enough good things about them, so just a tip of the hat to them. But also, maybe some of the people behind the scenes, the people in the office that make sure that they go to the right places at the right times and get the right insurance information and, and the information from the doctors. It's all a team effort, and uh, while the patients always see the people that come into their home, I'm sure they don't realize that there's a whole cadre of people behind the scenes that are making this possible. So uh, just a, sh- a quick shout-out to all those people. They're doing a tremendous job, and uh, hey, keep up, keep up the great work. There's been no lack of service. You all have been right on top of things. So that's always nice to talk about, too, is that even in a, a pandemic like this, you are still hard at work. Yep. And I think, uh, you know, maybe some some people, a lot of people, including myself at times, take our services for granted. But as you said, in the pandemic, uh, like we're experiencing now, it really comes out that we shine for these people. Absolutely. Well, Bill, one thing I wanted to ask you about, I know, again, we have a lot to talk about, but since we are already this far into the year, it's like you turn the calendar and it's like, what month are we on? (laughs) Being that we're in September already, um, this is the month that you are holding your butterfly release. And I know a lot of folks are interested in the adjustments or the changes with that because a lot of folks typically participate and they love to do this. What are you seeing this year with the butterfly release? Well, the pandemic changes everything, does it not? Mm-hmm. So we are we are indeed having the uh, Beyond Memories butterfly release this year with a little bit of a different twist to it. Generally, we would have a central gathering point where we actually read off names of uh, our loved ones who have left us in the past year. And after that, butterflies are distributed that are Uh, just about ready to fly away and people open them and it's sort of a neat thing to see you have a mass uh, exodus of butterflies in the area sort of all going their separate way almost like uh, the souls of our loved ones uh, you know leaving but this year we're going to do it a little differently we're going to actually have people come to two of our offices the one in Butler and Hindman Road and the one in Armstrong County on Glade Drive up by the hospital we're actually going to pass out the butterflies that are still dormant and 
safe and uh, socially distanced. That could be the word of uh, 2020, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to we're going to give the butterflies to the folks who have asked for them in a dormant state, and they can take them to a place that perhaps was pertinent to them and their their loved ones, and release it there. It won't be the mass release as in the past, but uh, same idea, same thoughts, and uh, we hope it's still meaningful for people. So again, this is September thirteenth. Um, that people yes. can come and get those butterflies and and proceed from there. Correct, twelve thirty to one thirty, and I'm I'm under the impression that we are pretty much all spoken for for butterflies. But there's always that possibility that there could be some extra ones. So if anybody is still interested in procuring one of these butterflies, they could call seven two four four three one three three seven two and see if there are indeed any left. Uh, it's sort of a, a day-to-day, minute-to-minute kind of thing right, as far right. as availability. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get back, if you don't mind, talking about the VNA itself. And I, I know we're sure. kind of giving kudos to your healthcare workers and support staff, which we should. Uh, they're doing a great job. Uh, one of the aspects that I want to make sure people know is that you keep people safe at home, even before the pandemic. That, that's your one of your goals, is to keep people safe at home. Can you speak to that for just a moment? Absolutely. And I know I've, I've elaborated on this a little bit in the past. Uh, everybody everybody wants to be at home, whether they're well or not well, but it's especially important if you're not feeling well. And our whole reason for existence is to keep people safe in the home and nurse them back to health, whether they need skilled nursing, whether they need perhaps physical or occupational therapy, uh, you know, they, they may need some personal care just to do some things on their on their daily business around the home. We can do that through our private duty. And we also have our medical technology, the, uh, the PERS units and the medication dispensers. The whole philosophy is to keep people in their home and keep them vibrant and able to pretty much lead as normal of a life as they can under the circumstances. What has been the response been throughout the years? Because you've done such a great job in doing that. What have you heard back from people? Well, I guess if I could just take a second to beat our our chest a little bit. Once again, uh, through the local newspaper poll, we were voted the best of the best for, for home care. So I think that says a lot because there are a lot of other agencies out there that do this job, and uh, quite frankly, I think they all do a good job, but I think it says something also about us that the people of uh, the Butler area have given us their their vote and uh, realized the services that we provide. Bill, one of the things I find interesting is when you get into a health situation, and again, I'm talking even pre-pandemic, but when we finally get into the shoes that we need answers, I don't think we really know the answers. And then we start to try to make phone calls and look on the Internet and then start calling. Um, talk about your resource center and, and how it is still operating. And what, what does your resource center do? Well, the resource center, and I think, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, probably the best uh, definition I can give is the one on the flyer that we distribute. It says, the VNA Community Resource Center is available to assist the community with locating information relating to dealing with chronic diseases and aging in place. The center is designed to be a one-call, does-it-all 
when a community member or caregiver needs resources related to the challenges associated with choosing to remain living independently in the community. And basically, I think, uh, like it says, it's, it's a one-stop, hey, if you have some questions that that you know you really can't find the answers to, let us have a shot at trying to help you out there. Uh, I mean, it's always easy to hop onto the computer and do the, uh, the Google search. Sometimes it pans out, but sometimes it doesn't. We have two full-time nurses, Joni and Diane, in the office, and uh, Monday through Friday from 8 to 4, they're available to try and help you out. May I give that phone number, please? Yes, please do. Sure. The uh, phone number for our Community Resource Center is 724-431-3288. Why don't you do that one more time, Bill, in case we're trying to scramble to write that down? Surely. 724-431-3288. And that's Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. I found recently sometimes when you're trying to look something up, it gets frustrating whenever you don't know exactly what to look up. And then if I'm trying to text somebody, it's too long. You know, sometimes a phone call is just the best way to go. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I like to think of myself as fairly proficient for obtaining information on online. And, and sometimes you just end up uh, on, on too many options and you know you spend a lot of time or waste a lot of time quite frankly trying to find answers and uh hey here's a one-stop phone call that might help you out so right. give it give it a shot and i go back to my comment where until we're actually in the shoes i don't think we really seek out that information and then when we do we don't know what we're asking for which is okay i mean that's why you're there that's why we say can you help me down this path so in the vein of that in the thought of that can you explain what you mean by your home-based skilled nursing your physical occupational therapy your private duty what does all of that mean Pardon me, a phone That's all right. That's all right. You're popular, Bill. You're popular. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, the services that we provide, uh, that we've always provided, we have uh, skilled nursing and physical, occupational, speech therapy. And we also have private duty if, you know, someone needs help around the home for, you know, just any everyday task. We have uh, the availability for that. And we always go back to the medical devices that uh, are very popular with a lot of folks, whether it be the alarm system or the uh, medication dispenser. And we've talked about that before, too, the medication dispenser. And and that is still available. Is there anything new with that? Because I know we've talked over the years, and as technology has developed, of course, you've relayed that information. Are you still with the latest model that that you've talked about before, or are there any new technology? Is there any new technology coming in? Well, well, in fact, there is. For our home, uh, home monitoring systems, we now have the availability to actually do that via a iPad as opposed to a telephone line. Oh, okay. So, so if there's a good good internet connection for folks, it's it's also a nice option, and uh, it makes the data just a little bit more readily available to the people who correlate it and keep track of it in our office. Interesting. So again, what's a phone number that we can call if we want to talk about technology in our home? And, and again, I would like to give that number for the resource center okay. because mm-hmm. they're trying. They're making uh, our nurses there sort of the point person for that. And once again, it's seven two four four three one three two 
888-888-8888. I know you specialize in various areas, your nurses, uh, VNA, of course, is who we're talking with. Bill Chengaway is with us on the phone. And you often give special attention to several chronic conditions. Can you explain and remind us what the chronic conditions would be, a few examples of those, and, and how do you handle those, or how do the nurses handle those? Surely. Uh, two of the more pertinent disease states that we see people for are congestive heart failure, also known as CHF, or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, also known as COPD. And that's sort of a catch-all for emphysema, asthma conditions, anything that uh, people have difficulty uh, breathing on a normal normal basis for. Um, the CHF program is, is one that's near and dear to my heart simply because I've had a family member involved in it. And just, just briefly, CHF is a chronic disease where the heart does not pump adequately, and sometimes fluid tends to back up in our bodies, and it gets particularly pertinent when the fluid backs up into the lungs, makes it difficult to to breathe, and quite frankly, it's a darn scary situation when you're gasping for breath. Um, Many times, those, those people are, the only course is to take them to the emergency department of the local hospital and have them treated. Through our CHF program, what we aim to do is to actually try to keep a close tab on those people and head off problems before it gets to that point. And we do that through actually uh, home monitoring. We mentioned just a couple minutes ago we have the ability to use the iPad now, but we can certainly still do the uh, telephone monitoring. And basically every day we can we can check a person's blood pressure, pulse, uh, pulse oxygen levels, and their weight. And the weight is particularly important because if a person is retaining fluid and we see that on a regular basis, that helps us get a nurse in there to intervene before it gets to a critical point where someone may also have to be actually taken to the hospital to have that fluid removed. And in in the pandemic situation, the more we can stay out of the hospital, the better we are, I believe. Now, when you talk about going to the hospital at any time with these conditions, you're not necessarily in hospice services at that point, right? Or does, or could you be in hospice services? You could be in hospice services at that point. Uh, hopefully, we're we're keeping people healthy enough that uh, they haven't advanced into that disease stage. But interestingly enough, if you do look at Excuse me. If you look at some of the two bigger reasons why people actually do enter hospice services, the number one reason is actually congestive heart failure, followed by constructive, pardon me, uh, constructive obstructive pulmonary disease. <clears throat> Excuse me. So those are those are the two uh, those are the two reasons why people are generally in our the biggest reasons why people are in our hospice program. Generally, people I believe think of cancer with hospice, but Actually, uh, the chronic conditions involving the heart and lung are the bigger reasons for being in the program. When do people typically get a hold of the nurses in the span of their journey with those two conditions? Do they already have it diagnosed and then they're asking for help? Or is there some help for preventative measures before you'd get into one of those chronic conditions? Yes, that's the whole idea is to actually prevent the condition from getting to the point where 
more intervention is needed. And we do that through the monitoring that we already mentioned. There's also a lot of patient education and just a lot of observation by our nurses through their visits. You can tell when people tend to uh, maybe progress a little bit more to the point where they need somatic care. And if we can intervene in there early enough, we can get them stable on the home front uh, as opposed to going into the hospital. And the physician, their personal physician or their cardiologist is actually a big part of the uh, interventional program there. We try to use them and keep them in the loop as much as possible to perhaps uh, tweak the program, if you will, to make sure that uh, things are well, where they need to be, right? As far as their therapy, and the VNA, uh, the VNA works with the doctors, right? I mean, that's that's part of the collaboration. Absolutely, and one of the things about about home health care is the doctor is an important part of that of that uh, process, if you will. Three things that are necessary to have home health are a skilled a need for skilled services that we provide. Uh, we can't do anything unless it's private duty without a doctor's order. And the person has to be what is considered homebound. And a lot of people think, homebound? Well, I'm not homebound. Well, the Medicare definition of homebound is it's a taxing effort to leave the home. Uh, So basically, I, I always use the definition, if you're playing bingo three nights a week, if you're volunteering at the library, you're not homebound. On the other hand, if you need help to go to the uh, doctor's appointment, uh, maybe to church, things of that sort, and someone's helping you out there, you are considered homebound. So it doesn't mean that you're confined to something like a bed or wheelchair or a cane. It's just you'd have conditions of, of having difficulty in getting out of the home. That's correct. More or less one of those gray areas. It's not a black or white area. It's more or less uh, gray. Mm -hmm. And and that's where sort of the, you know, we always speak a lot about the art and science of things. Well, this is more of an art. There's not, it's not always black and white. There's a lot of grayness here. And the people that are trained to distinguish between what's important and what isn't are generally the ones that can intercede and make the difference there. Who makes the decision for, one, the need for skilled services, and two, if you are homebound? Is it the doctor? Is it a collaboration between the VNA and the doctor? Who makes that decision? Well, actually, the doctor initiates the order for the, uh, for the, uh, homebound, for the home services, and it's through, I guess, if you will, uh, an examination or a process in the office where we, where the doctor examines the patient, looks at all the uh, factors involved, and decides if this person would indeed be a candidate to have home or pardon me, uh, services done in the home. Then he generates the order, and at the same time, he would be the forefront decider whether this person would be considered homebound or not. I want to make sure that we touch on the point of the power of choice for patients. Um, You are out there, but like you said, there are other home agencies out there. So people have the power to to choose who they want to come in and take care of them. Can you speak to that? Sure. This is probably one of the uh, times in our life when we think we don't have a choice or we, we don't have the ability to ask for for 
different uh, options, but if you're at the uh, hospital and you're being discharged, uh, the person who discharges you is supposed to ask you which which agency you would like to have for your home care. And you always have the option of choosing wherever you like. Uh, some insurances would have you think that you must use their services, but that's not necessarily true. Uh, basically, the person who is receiving the services can ask for whoever they would like to have provide the services in their home, and those wishes should be followed. Bill Chengaway on the phone with us with the VNA, and of course we've talked to Bill many times. And Bill, before we go, I do want to touch on those points again with the butterfly release in in a couple of weeks here. So we'll do that before we leave. But as we're talking about the VNA and all the services, I, I want to make sure that we jump back to the medical aspect of what we were talking about, or I shouldn't say medical, the technology. We kind of mentioned it before, and I'm thinking maybe we should go through what you have in the way of technology. Uh, can you explain what the options are for folks? Surely. Uh, we have what we call the PERS unit, which is an acronym that stands for Personal Emergency Response System. And I like to just maybe define that as if you've seen the commercial on the t- on television where the person is sprawled on the floor saying, help, I've fallen and I can't get up, and they push the button on the amulet around their neck. That's what the purge unit is. And again, there, there are many providers for that kind of service, and I like to tell people the reason to consider VNA for that service is service. We actually come out and install the unit. We make sure the person knows how to use it and set up the protocols. Uh, In other words, who gets called when that button is pushed? Is it a neighbor? Is it a relative? Is it 911? Unlike some of the other services where you can call the 800 number on the television and it comes to you in a box and there you are. You set it up. You take care of it. We also have the ability to service those units. So if there's issues with it, call us, we come out, we give you one to replace it, and we make sure that it's working properly and keep you safe in the home. The medication dispensers are a way to make sure that people take their medications at the assigned times. Basically, it's a device where you load the uh, medications and there's an alarm that goes off at at the precise time for the person to take those medications, and that can be programmed for different times, different, uh, several different times in the day, and again, it's just a way to make sure people are complying with their medications, which is one of the big problems with prescription medications. People always uh, have other things going on in their lives, and they're not always aware that, hey, it's time to take this medication. This is just an act, another way to uh, make sure that they are complying in their medications. And we talked about the uh, home technology programs for monitoring for the CHF, COPD, and that consists of a device that uh, collects the person's, excuse me, blood pressure, pulse oximetry, uh, weight, and conveys that information to a uh, central, uh, central service where that that's analyzed and looked at to make sure that uh, everything is as it should be. If I could go back to the medication uh, being dispersed, is that piece of technology beneficial with those with memory impairment issues? Yes, very much so. Excuse me. Um, 
the the alarm uh, goes off, and uh, generally people who maybe don't have the cognizant level that they once had uh, are able to uh, associate that alarm going off with the uh, time to take the medication. So it is helpful for for people of that kind. Now, is it 100% effective? You know, everyone has different levels of uh, impairment, so it uh, doesn't work for everyone, but it is a nice option for many people. Now, I remember joking with you. i got to figure out what your answer was. It was a couple of years ago when I said, are these machines talking to us? Are these machines talking to us yet? Not yet. Not they, yet. Uh, okay. Okay. I remember asking you that a while ago, and I don't think they were talking to us then either. Because <laughs> I'm waiting for right. the day where they say, please take your medicine, and I'm sure those machines aren't far off. Uh, hey, stay tuned. Right, right. <laughs> Bill Chengway with the VNA. Of course, we're talking just all things VNA right now. And, um, of course, the VNA holds the butterfly release. And since, Bill, we're almost out of time, just about four minutes left with you, I wanted to see if you could touch on the butterfly release again for those folks who came late into our conversation. Surely. Uh, the program is called Beyond Memories. And in the past, we've done a mass butterfly release after uh, a reading of names of people who have passed uh, in, the, in the previous year. And it's a very nice ceremony. Uh, there's uh, a little bit of a spiritual aspect to it. And it's very impressive when all the butterflies are released simultaneously. It's, uh, it's a touching uh, scenario. Unfortunately, the COVID, COVID pandemic this year is forcing us to change a little bit. And so instead of having a mass gathering at a certain location, we are going to give the butterflies that are in a dormant state out to the people requesting them. And we're asking them to think of a place where perhaps their loved one and themselves uh, had some good memories, a uh, pertinent place, and maybe release that butterfly there and, and sort of uh, bring back some, some pleasant memories of that time. Bill, before we go, I just want to ask you your final thoughts. I know we've covered quite a bit today on our program with you, and, and so I'll let you pick what the final thought is that you'd like to share with us. Final thoughts are, once again, thanks thanks so much to our healthcare workers who are doing a superb job in uh, very trying conditions. And uh, please remember that there's people behind the scenes also that are, that are making this possible. And as always, our goal is to keep people safe in their homes, keep them vital in their homes, and... Just remember that uh, if you do need personal, excuse me, if you do need skilled care, if you do need physical or occupational therapy in your home, you do indeed have a choice, and we would appreciate it if you would use the uh, VNA services for that. And let's get that phone number out there one more time for the Resource Center, which is a great opportunity to ask your questions or just get some information if you're if you're wondering where to go, what path to go down. Sure. Uh, the number for the Resource Center is 724-431-3288. And that's Monday through Friday from 8 to 4. Bill Chengaway with VNA. Hey, Bill, thanks so much. It was nice talking to you. Thank you, Tracy. Yeah, absolutely. And folks, thank you very much for joining us for this segment. You can always join us online as this is our podcast of the day. You just go on to WISR680.com, pick programs, let's talk, and look for the VNA. I'm Tracy Morgan with Let's Talk.